The Aussie NFL Fantasy Show would like to acknowledge the traditional land owners and the leaders past, present and emerging of Ngunnawal, Ngambri and Darawal countries where we are working from today. This always was, and always will be, Aboriginal land. The Jacks have got three wins in the same year for the first time since Jesus played fullback for Jerusalem. Look, Taylor's not here. That's why it's a full love in. No need to, you know, get angry over the big guy. We're just a bunch of little guys. Just, and, okay, you know, okay. And here's what it is too. I think if this is Taylor, I just clobbered the fuck out of the guy. Oh, Don't, I dozed off for a little bit, woke up and saw that play. I'm like, I just want to go back to sleep now. Enough Dolphins fanboying going on here. Well, Look. From the wankers to Morgan Freeman's voice, which is the weirdest sentence any human will ever utter. Hey, you think you'd say that when you wake up today? I'm going to go with Cade Auden. You know, we'll reference some rap there for Cade. Yeah, oh, move, Cotton. <laughs> this is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. But I can see why you'd feel really uncomfortable. Like you've just had a bit of juice, a bit of milk, and then hit the roller coaster. In the beginning, there was nothing. A featureless void. From the formless primordial state, a legend was born when forces combined to create a solid object of significant value. As planets were formed and Earth itself was shaped, the object lay awaiting its destiny. Seas rise and fall, mountains emerge, and upon the highest mountain, an intrepid adventurer happens upon the object. A worthy prize for ascending this to the tallest of peaks. This object has been documented to be held by many of the great dynasties of mankind, from the Persians to the Hans, the Mongols and the Ottomans, lives lost defending it from those who seek to possess it. Now it is in the trust of three wise men, who also reach such pinnacles, to be held by he who imparts the most astute knowledge upon fellow mankind. The winner of the annual Aussie NFL Fantasy Show Starts of the Week. <laughs> All right. This has got to be just the biggest way to finish that you can finish a week in Championship Week. It is Starts of the Week for Week 17. Ladies and gentlemen, Manjot Melly joining me, Taylor Goodall joining me. How are we, fellas? We're good. We're good. Are you sure? It's like 4 a.m. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're I'm still like, pumped, Maddie. We're still pumped. Yeah, I, I'm tired, but I'm pumped, man. You can see my, my eyes are kind of closing, but yeah. You guys are bringing the energy and I appreciate it. Uh, it's a weird man, time Man, just going to win this draft. <laughs> yeah, I will. Find that I shirt will. in the new merch store. <laughs> I will win this draft. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm declaring it after. I don't care. It's coming home. It's coming home. Yeah, that's it. It's coming home to Manjot and Manor. Uh, <laughs> we've revamped our merch store too. So we're all a bit plucky because we've been using a few of our catchphrases today, knowing that they're all up there. And uh, Go find it. It's uh, best to access it through our Linktree, Aussie NFL Fantasy, uh, just into the Linktree website or um, just Linktree, Aussie NFL, into any uh, browser. That'll do it. Fellas, I'm going to give a quick recap of last week because – I was, I was asking Taylor about this a little bit earlier. He won like, I don't know, what was it, six or seven of these in a row at the start of the season? Uh, and, and, mate, I've, I've won two in a row now, and I feel like a fucking king. I don't know why. It all of a sudden feels so good to win a couple in a row. And, Taylor, how did it feel after winning all of those? Because, man, I, I don't know. You can't tell me I'm wrong yet. <laughs> I, I was saying to you that I kind of feel better, like, they mean more to me now that I've been losing. 
like, as in, like, at the time that I was winning them, it was kind of almost like saying it's too easy is not the right thing. But, like, it, it just felt like because I wasn't actually having the lows, I was only having the highs, they didn't mean as much. Whereas now that I'm actually having some losses, it's like, wow, I really was impressive at the start of the year. I feel great about myself for what I was doing back then now. I might have to tally up a total scoreboard for us to show next week uh, because this segment clearly, you know, this is the last one for the year. Um, I'm going to bring up the scoreboard now and it shows that, you know, Taylor's got this unassailable lead of 38 points and, you know, I'm doing my best to try and provide some chase, but the gap is so it'd still take weeks and weeks to chase him down. But I finally put a space between myself and Manjot and it means... Sadly, Manjot, now we're all just tied to our positions. And, uh, mate, the wooden spoon is coming in the mail, mate. Yeah. It's the asshole end. Look, I'm still playing for pride. It doesn't matter. I still want to win this week. Especially in content team, I said, I want to win third place because that's more important. So this is more important than anyone. Yeah, yeah. This is more important than any any other starts of the week because it's championship week. I've got to win. Absolutely. It doesn't matter. I leave this guy. Oh, third, third, third's always been the most important. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm we should make good. a double points so Manjo could technically tie Maddie. Yeah. Well, okay, because the gap is four between Manjo and I at the moment. We've we're both finally, um, you know, our, our scores are starting to look a bit respectable. Uh, but man, we've been chasing all year and never getting close. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Between Manjo and I, I think we've won. Five of the last six or f- something like that. I think uh, you handed me the trophy in like week seven or something. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. I, I, I can see the writing on the wall, mate. <laughs> yeah. Look, what's the draft order today, Matty? Because you won last week, right? Yeah, I did. I'm just going to give the quick recap there. That, yeah. uh, so, Manjot, he ran out of 36, which was mainly led by Sturdy Purdy, who scored 16 of it, so almost half. Um, and the other big contributor was Friar Muth, who put up a 13, which is really great. The Muth um, is loose. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and just tough for Jamal Williams and uh, Josh Palmer not putting up a whole heap between them. But Taylor came in with a pretty solid, what we end up with, 48.36, um, mainly due to thanks to Danny Dimes with his 20.7 and Tyler Algier. Can we talk about this? There was a 15-touch guarantee, Tay. Mm. What happened? Yep. It was good, too. Uh, there was one driver I think he touched about nine times right before half time, and I'm like, I'm feeling pretty good about this right now. Chalk it up because he ended up with 22 touches. The the thing we're talking about with Dr. Good Call too. So go back and catch this episode. 18 rushing touches. Okay. Because that's what the Falcons do. And he's clearly taken that job on his own. But he had something like six targets and four catches. Um, so just a whole new feather to his bow there. Uh, 15.7 points, which is great. Absolutely great for a guy who still only started in 30-odd percent of leagues. And then uh, Slayton and Everett, uh, they, they made it a little tough. Uh, Slayton had a bunch of nice on catches, but uh, Everett throwing up the old loosey-goosey. And I would do a victory lap again, but, you know, I beat Taylor by less than a point, <laughs> so I'm not going to go too crazy. we knew you were less than a point ahead before that Chargers game and you laughed and said, well, I'm obviously going to win. <laughs> and, then I, and then I was like, well, I, if anyone can pick a goose egg a tight end, it's me. I'm, you I'm, totally it's said that. my thing. <laughs> that actually happened. And, uh, I mean, I was really shocked that that wound up happening. I, I didn't 
really pay any attention to what was happening with that. I was out doing other things. And when I got home and saw that Everett didn't even have a target, um, I was really shocked. So I don't feel like a victory lap is uh, is really fitting here. But Mitch, 1% started at the time I took him. He goes and throws up 22 points, which is the lion's share of my score. A uh, couple of nice contributions from AZ Dillon and Tay Hill to go with my disappointment from Zay Jones on the Thursday night on the road. On a short week in shite weather, I should have known better. But I was emotional, guys. Um, 49 points when Taylor scored 48 and change. So it was, it was really close. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. I still haven't met Taylor in real life. So. Oh, no. Take your licks when you hit them, like they say in Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Man, shot. Yeah, it's been rough. Aussie. The amount of hatred I've built up <laughs> in, this, in this start of the week segment. <laughs> I, I just want to be punching him in the face. NFL. No, I just have weird-ass nightmares or dreams or whatever of me, like, punching Taylor in the face for some reason. I don't know. Fantasy. If I win in Stars of the Week this week, everyone's got to head down to Federation Square, light everything up, (laughs) and and just absolutely cheer me on. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. I'm getting cancelled at this point. Oh, boy. You're banned for a week from this podcast. (laughs) Is DeAndre Swift still allowed in this segment? All right. We're into the final one for the year. Now, no pressure. Go, boys. Big scores. Big scores, right? Because people are in their championship weeks and there have been people going to IR. There are people who um, are going to be in situations where potentially they're not needed to play. Um, I don't know. Anyone who's got a Derek Henry who's now on the bench or Jalen Hurts who's going to be missing a second week. These are the kind of guys who are going to need our help. So, game faces fucking on for this one, yeah? Yeah. Oh, right. shit, yeah. Just in time for me to win three in a row and get the Taylor. He's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're all after. Not going to happen. Um, all right. So I've picked the draft order. I've alerted these guys earlier in the day that I'm putting Manjot one this week. Yeah. Taylor in the middle. Matty C still hanging out like testes at the end there. Sound good. Saggy, saggy testes. Yeah. Yeah. Very beanbag. Oh. So with absolutely no other delays, I'm going to hand it to Manjot to kick off the most important starts of the week. He's got the number one pick. I knew you were the person to give this to. No pressure. Yeah, no No pressure. pressure. Look, this is a guy. uh, I'll be honest. He's faced no pressure. This guy faces all pressure, and he can still face no pressure. He's he's as cool as it comes. I'm honestly, for the first straight week, big cock Brock. (laughs) The absolute staple of your team. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, you're playing the Raiders. Uh, when I saw that, I was like, if I get the first pick in starts, I'm starting for. I, I do not care. I don't care if I'm starting three weeks in a row. I'm going for the hat trick. I'm going all in. Look, Brock, he's been incredible. Been enjoying watching him play. Makes no mistakes or rarely any mistakes. He's just, he's consistent. I, I love watching this guy. So look, Brock. Let's be honest. Join the team again. Let's go. I don't know if I've seen a player with a smaller gap between his floor and ceiling. He's like a locked and loaded two, 202. Like, it's like when he gets to that, he's like, I can't get any more than yeah. that. But then he's he's he's, lo- he's done that every week. Like, so, yeah. you know, you can almost set your watch to Big Cock Brock at the moment. <laughs> yeah. 
going to timestamp that one. <laughs> you can set your watch <laughs> to be Cockbrock. Okay. Exactly. Put on a shirt. Not weird at all. Uh, look, and I was going to say something similar too, that he doesn't disappoint you in terms of points, but gee, he doesn't give you a lot of upside. But, mate, this is the thing about Championship Week. You are no longer playing everyone's season. You are playing one person once. Sometimes putting the volatile player in there is your detriment. But if you're chasing and you know the guy you're playing against has a bigger projection, yeah, maybe you need to go with a higher upside guy. If you've just lost Jalen Hurts and you've been super strong all year and the other parts of your team are looking pretty solid, this is a good guy to play. So I like the call, even though it's not going to help you in starts of the week. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm still chasing. Don't worry. <laughs> we move on to Tay with pick two. All right. I'll start with a question because I pretty much always do and like to push the limits. I'm also the guy that never checks the starting percentages because I like to be, you know, thrown off on the spot. Uh, Yeah, he's on my list. Yeah, I wouldn't mind giving this one to him. I've got no objection. No objection at all. He's 36% started. I'll give it to him. Sweet. Um, I have him in two finals this week and I really love the matchup. Uh, I think it's a great situation against the Bears. Yes. Uh, they are 24th against quarterback. Um, I feel like they've been worse and worse in the second half of the year. They've pretty much just given up on the defensive side. So I think this could – and I've I've said it, so I've got blue in the face. Jared Goff at home equals fantasy points. Yeah, he's yeah. rarely had a misstep at home, has he, Manager? Yeah. yeah, and he had a great performance against Bears last time, so good enough. I honestly, if he was still allowed, I still choose Justin Fields, like first off. But I know he's not allowed, so I couldn't. Because that Lions rush D is terrible. Fields will just run all over them. So I think Goff has a good chance, you know, to just go incredible this year. Yeah, I mean, I it's just a sweet against them. Fields playing will help golf. I hope that's a high-scoring game. Yeah, that was my thought too, is that the, the Lions probably aren't going to stop them from doing something. Don't know what, because um, I don't know. Does everyone else have this feeling? The Bears don't have any wide receivers, but yet Fields passes to somebody each week. <laughs> yeah. Can't explain. It was Dante Pettis got their touchdown last week, I think. Dante Pettis, do you remember him, man, Joe? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. You're about the only one. <laughs> yeah, he is good in like 2018, then he disappeared after Debo became the star. That's it. And it's uh, all Debo at the moment in San Francisco. Um, I think he's due to be back this week, though, isn't he? Yeah, Debo's due back this week. So this week or next? Hurdy, yeah, it, I think I heard week 17. So this week's week 17. He's yeah, due okay. back at practice on Friday, uh, US time. So I think there's a good chance he can play. Uh, so right. it makes Purdy look even better. Well, go. I'll take Debo as my wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine his start percentage should be quite low, Taylor. You object? Yes. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> uh, okay, with seriousness, I need to now completely move away from quarterback since you guys just took two, and now there's no pressure on me for that one. Um, Manjot. Uh, usually I rely on you here to help me try and take away whatever positions I don't have to make sure Taylor doesn't have first pick of any others. But since now I've turned the tables and we've put you there, it'll be interesting to see what Taylor does here. I, I, I've got to ask about a wide receiver. I want to ask about Hollywood Brown. 
I think he is probably the perfect candidate for this segment because earlier in the year when the quarterback situation was a little more stable, um, he probably would have been maybe a little difficult to push for. Given that they've got, I don't even know what, starting for them at quarterback. And um, they're going up against Atlanta. I think the matchup's interesting. Um, I just want to see if you guys will allow it. I dropped him in People still starting Hollywood nowadays. I mean, they must not have good options anymore. What percentage is he? Ooh, this is the one we had in write everyone yeah. down. Oh, I thought Manjo just said it. Oh, I just said it. I thought I heard you say a percentage. Yeah, I said 59. Is yeah. that how much is starting him or how much Yeah, owned? started. Started. He's like 80% owned. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was asking. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't mind if you rinse me on it, but I just think no, no, I'm. I'm fine with it. I literally just dropped him in Astro. <laughs> I, I don't think he has that much value right now. I just like, especially if it's McSorley, but even Colt McCoy wasn't really doing a lot with him either. Um, I just think the offense outside of James Goner is really struggling. And um, yeah, I don't know. I just think there's a decent enough chance to Dortch and, and obviously Hopkins and take targets away from him. I, I don't think he's a locked and loaded starter. So to me, he fits. Okay. I haven't settled on him. I just want to see if I get rinsed on him. Because the other guy I want to take, I think I still might go with. Um, I would have made my decision so much simpler if I just went, no. Um, but I, okay, I'm going to take the other guy. I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and take Mac Hollins <laughs> Not. against the 49ers. Wide receiver 43, we've learned. Yeah. yeah. Look, yeah, take him. Take him all you want. Yeah, it's because the 49ers, terrible defense, not very good at all. You can pass all day <laughs> on them. <laughs> no, I, I, in all seriousness, they rank pretty comfortably into the bottom 10 against passing uh, offenses because they lead. And uh, I, you know, Hollins has been pretty comfortably getting his uh, share of targets in there. Um, and, I mean, yeah, Devante's kind of – he's had – a couple of nice weeks and then a couple of hollow weeks. And when he's having the hollow weeks, they go to Holland's. So um, I'm just going to bank on Mac as my number one pick. And then I'm going to go back and take a running back. Um, and there are a couple of interesting ones here. But I want to take last week's Dr. Good call and go with my mate Tyler Algier against the Arizona Cardinals. I think that's the way to go. So, Matt Collins and Tyler Algier, were you picks? They're my two picks. I like it. Lovely. No conjecture over the second one. Not too much yeah. confusion. Done. All right, boys. Off to Taylor. All righty. I, speaking, you just mentioned about the Niners, uh, only place you can beat them generally is in wide receiver. And it's funny because we all sort of, we liked Johan Dodson last week because we thought there was garbage time potential, but he actually played well during the whole game. Like he yeah. actually scored his touchdown quite early, and you know the the commanders actually sort of scored more points earlier than we probably thought. I'm going to take Dodson this week up against oh, Cleveland. Um, lovely. I, I like I said, I put him in 
Dr. Goodcall last week um, just because of that potential. I just think he looks phenomenal. I think they're getting a lot. He was kind of the guy that went under the radar, even though he's a first-round pick. He was the yeah. one guy that, for some reason, everyone just forgot in a way that he was the first-round pick. And uh, a lot of these other names sort of came up as flashier. And, you know, I, I don't know. If, I don't think the Wentz thing really – I think he had some good games with Wentz earlier in the year, so I don't think the Heineke to Wentz really matters too much. I just think he's got <laughs> – a lot of talent and he and he looks great out there so uh, I'm, I'm just taking the talent honestly like Cleveland's not a phenomenal matchup in terms of wide receiver they're, they're eighth um, best in terms of defending the position in fantasy but I just think that if he can do it against the Niners I can't see what you know he, he could basically do it against anyone I think, I think they're eighth best against defending wide receivers because people haven't need to pass against them in the second half of a lot of games but I was going to ask you about the Wentz thing. Uh, man, Joe, what do you think about the pick? <laughs> yeah, Wentz. Look, Wentz played well in garbage time. It, he was he did pretty well. So I, I wouldn't mind this. I wouldn't mind seeing Wentz out there. So uh, I think Wentz was actually Dawson, trying for more Dawson. yards in Yeah. Yeah, he did. He was actually better against us in Heineke boards, despite that early touchdown. So, yeah, I can, I can agree with this one there, Taylor. Let's go. Um, so, Jerry Goff and Jahan Dotson. All right. We're moving on to Manchot with the double pick here. I've got the Jays. Here we go. Yeah. Look, running back, felt a bit easy uh, going up against the Seahawks, who are one of the worst teams in running back. I think they're the worst team according to ESPN, the second worst. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I want to go back to the well. Might go back. This is going to be the manager all star team Bam. of the year. Uh, yeah, Bam Knight. Yeah, Bam. Zonovan, man. My man. Bam. Yeah, Bam Knight. Man, he's been he's been solid. I think he's going to be a good pickup this week. Wouldn't mind him against this defense, to be honest. And I think I think this could be a good week for my man, Bam Knight. I think he's he's going to go off. Let me be honest. I'm ready. owned. I still think if I owned him, I'd be iffy after he kind of just got stopped last week um, in a pretty low-scoring game where they didn't need to go away from the run until quite late. He just didn't get the volume. So I think that's kind of what makes him an intriguing play. Um, God, he's the kind of guy who can win you a championship, right? If you just had him on your bench and all of a sudden he's um, he's had one bad week and you put him in your lineup, I think your opponent might look at him and go, Pfft. But, you know, could be a silent assassin. Yeah, I like this. I like it. So I'm going with my man, Bam Knight. Now it's just I'm, I'm choosing between a few tight ends as usual. It's a, it's a pretty ass position, as we all know. It's um, not, 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 that sounded <laughs> wrong. Well, I, I was, I mean, like, it's pretty ass, like, as in, well, I mean, it's like, it's just a bad position, okay? Like, there you go. That's what you need to say. <laughs> That's all I need to say, all right? Like, we're not going into the whole details and everything. Okay, this is going to be a bit interesting, but I was watching that game last week. Uh, well, on Sunday night, obviously, I was watching closely. Uh, Connor and and Fournette going off, yeah. of course. Uh, Trey McBride, though, he was a guy that intrigued me. Intrigued me in preseason. Best tight end coming out of this class. First tight end taken. Yep. And Arizona's never been a good team with tight ends. But 
I'm a bit intrigued. I'm going to take a shot. Against Atlanta, look, it's a game no one cares about. But look, I like this. I, I want to go with – I want to see what's with Trey McBride this week. I want to see right with the rookies this week. You know, I got I got three rookies. Uh, it's the rookie team. Yeah, got Purdy, Ben Knight. I've got my man, Trey McBride, as well. Let's That's ride. Good. Catching a stray there. Never had yeah, I was going to say, did, what does Zach Ertz do to you, mate? Wait, has he not had a 100-yard game, like, in his Cardinals career, though? Like, none of them have had, like, 100-yard games since, like... Zach Ertz had, was actually phenomenal in fantasy this year. Like, yeah. actually, it's actually so amazing right. how good he was. Like, I think he was tied in two or three when he got injured. Yeah, he had like a 75 yard against the Raiders and 70 yards against the Seahawks. And yeah, it's some good games. Touchdown wise as well, it's pretty good. Yeah. To be fair, that goes to your point more, though, is that they're an offense that uses the tight end position. So, you know, I would actually use that. <laughs> The fact that Zach Ertz was going so good earlier in the season there's a reason why McBride could have a little bit of a late breakout. He had literally two games with less than five targets. I know five targets is not a super high threshold, but for a team who historically have never really been tight end driven, yeah, it's probably a bit of a big deal. Yeah, anyway, Trey McBride, I've got him in a lot of Dynasty because he was a very cheap pickup, and I like trading back a bit. Um, I traded him for Zeke. <laughs> which seems... Nuts to me. What was that? Him in a second for Zeke? God. That's value when Zeke was, yeah, plummeting. Unbelievable. But Okay, so you've got the all-rookie team at the moment of um, Sturdy Purdy. Bam! And now Trey with your third pick, which is cute because Trey means three. Lovely. Taylor. You're back on the clock now and you've got the Jays. Jared and Jahan. I know. I was, I'm looking on my list tight end. I don't have a J. It's unbelievable. He's going to go on Johnson. Jawson Knox. Or... <laughs> it's Jawan Johnson, guys. I swear. Jawan Johnson. He's going to go the doubles. A, the double J. Uh, yeah, he burns you. What, what did he score last week? 1.4 or something. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a really bad game. Um, oh. <laughs> just because of the situation with the weather. Uh, so... <sighs> We'll take my boy Conklin. Now, look, I'm going to go all. I'm going to go away from good call in general. Again, like I said, I, I kind of like to do that, so I sort of, you know, spread out my uh, my analysis on on you know the two different segments. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Cole Komet, um up against the Lions again. I, I, I like in this segment sometimes, especially the games in Detroit to take on a high-scoring game and, and get pieces in it. And I think the Bears could score a lot of points as well as the Lions. So I'm going to take Hulk and Matt against the Lions and they're 27th against the tight end position. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's always the tight end position that does that. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I had four on my list, but he's the only one I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Colcomet. Oh, oh. The Colcomet line. Yeah. I could yeah. I could never trust him, but yeah, almost forgot. I did forget about him, to be honest. So might might have to uh, might have to look at myself a bit. Ever since that week where Mark picked for Taylor, he picked a guy who was hurt in Joku and we said, Hey, look, 
let's just be fair sports. Let's offer a swap. Taylor said, I don't really want to swap. And we go, no, nah, okay, look, pick a player. Let's just tell you to pick a player. And he picked Cole Komet, who went through a pretty casual 23.4. <laughs> I have never forgotten that. I don't. I think you can ask me when I'm 65 years old. I'll go, do you remember that week where Cole Komet put up 23.4? I think it will be that visceral to me how he went from a goose to 23.4 in one move, killed us both in starts of the week. He would have come last if it wasn't for that. I've never forgotten. Never forgotten. Cole, Cole, man. I don't fucking know what to do at tight end now, Tay. This is the silence now. It's me going. <laughs> There's nothing better than rattling someone. Oh, okay. I'm going to bench that for a second. I'm going to go and hit the quarterbacks because that's what I need. I wrote six down. <laughs> Um, I've I've found that so funny. Two of them are gone, so now I've got my pick of four. Um, I think you'll rinse me on a couple of them. I'm going to go ahead and say Aaron Rodgers is still going to be a no, right? (laughs) He's never been a good start, but you're just going to say you can't pick Aaron Rodgers in this, right? He's Aaron Rodgers. He's right. What's his star percentage? Oh, gosh. It won't be good. Yeah, Rogers. I've got him at thirty-six. Oh, really? Against the Vikings. So all I'm doing is picking the matchup here. Don't have yeah, to decide right. straight away. I also pick the other side of that matchup, Captain Kirk, against the Packers, because I think that's the way you hurt the Packers as you pass on them. Yeah. Uh, would I get rinsed on him? Mm, maybe no. more than Rogers, but not really. He's fifty-four percent owned, which is fairly high for quarterback, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm honestly at a point where I just I don't really care. <laughs> like honestly, Maddie, take like I kind of feel like they're both beige. Like they're both yeah. like when when I'm trying to like look I, like I ask the start percentage, but I've never been someone that in this segment like feels like I completely rely on that. I just no. rely on the feel, like you know, like yeah. Uh, like playing massively up for them. Are they people that are just like absolutely slam dunk? Starters and things like that. I, I don't think either of them really are. No, I, I feel so like either. I took Kirk a couple of weeks ago. He's been yeah. awesome since. Like he had the fifty-four point, uh, but he burst our game against the Colts. I, I don't know. I'd be fine with either of them, honestly. I, I mean, Manjock can rule out Rogers if he wants to, but I, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, and I'm happy I'm to fine. take rulings here. I'm just happy to take rulings. I just thought I'd ask. No, I'm fine. I'm fine forever. Taylor's right. It should be on feel. Not star percentage, like you guys always try and use star percentage of me, but I was just his feel, so whatever. Just go. Rogers has been so bad this year. Like, if you actually look at his game log, it looks more like a running back. Like, it's he's he's had so many games under like ten points this year. It, like, I agree, this is the kind of game I think he will be good in. I, I projected that the Vikings won't be very good in this game, but. I don't know. Like, to me, he hasn't had shown anything this year that would makes me think that he shouldn't be a part of this segment. Yeah, he has yeah. literally not had a 20-point day in, in in just, you know, standard four-point passing touchdown. He's had a couple of 19s, and that's about as good as it got. One against the Titans, one against the Cowboys. And they're over a month ago. Uh, but, yeah, Minnesota's the magic number for me. I think this is one where you can say he might not be a top 10 quarterback, even if you ranked all the quarterbacks this week. 
But if he finishes quarterback four or five this week, I wouldn't be surprised. And someone owns him because he's owned in so many leagues. If you're uh, missing a Hurts or you've been rolling the dice on San Francisco quarterbacks or you're still trying to work out what to do instead of Lamar Jackson, I just kind of feel like Rodgers is someone who you might have who is iffy. And if you're allowing him, I'm going to take him. Just put put it this way. I have him and Mike White on my bench and I'm not certain on who I want to play. So, like, I, I would definitely think that Mike White would fit the category of this and if I'm thinking that I may play Mike White over Rogers, then Rogers definitely fits. I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> which That's seems fair. so cheeky, but I love it. All right. Have you now, thought thought well enough about your shitty tight end you're gonna take? I have. I have. I spent exactly half of that segment uh talking about quarterbacks, also thinking about my tight end. And the guys on my list here are Ingram, Dulcich and Knox. And I'm going to go... I don't think Engram fits. I'll just say that. I'm going to take him off my list. Um, I'm going to go with Dulcich against the Chiefs. That's absolutely fine. <laughs> that was bold. That's pretty bold, Natty. We can roll nice it out there and see what happens. At last, at the end of last yeah. Game. <laughs> well, and I kind of yeah. feel like of the few points that Denver scored, maybe that just kind of just lights a little bit of a pathway. Uh, my other guy was Knox. I mean, I don't know. Cincinnati, their defense is pretty hot and cold. How lucky do you feel? Yeah, they're both pretty how lucky do you feel, aren't they? All right, so I'm done. Off to you, Tay. I'm taking care, Makers. Yep. Oh, Maddie's boy. Maddie's yep. saviour. Like <laughs> I said, of, I... It's been so bad this year and then just all of a sudden <laughs> shown some signs of life. I am starting to wonder if he's actually just getting a bit of a boost from the timeline of his Achilles injury. Yeah, I actually wonder if people were sort of hammering him too much earlier this year. But the problem was, and that coming into this draft season, like you saw him come back early last year and look like shit. And then he's come back again at the start of this year and look like shit. So you just thought he was done. But if he just not come back early, and then just taking his time with his injury and then started playing well now, you'd have a way different thought process of him. Whereas because he had those shit times, which I am going to assume was injury-related with the Achilles, um, you know, like he's left a bad taste in people's mouth. And I actually am starting to think that he might not even be a bad person to look at like Dynasty. But I I actually think he might actually be turning a corner and I'm going to take a shot on that. As he's also playing the Chargers, and they're also a run funnel and a 25th against the running back position. So I think it's a good opportunity for Akers this week again. If he's only over 60% started, though, Manjot. Is he really? Thoughts? Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. Uh, I kind of don't either. Yeah, I just don't feel like he's a guy that's really startable, like an automatic start. So, yeah. That's kind of why I'm all right with it. Yeah, look, yeah, I mean, I was going to straight up go and go ahead and finish off the segment because, like, yep. I'm like, I'm like half asleep. He I needs to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Brian Possum told him to go to bed five and a half hours ago. <laughs> and he did not listen. That's a Canberra joke, yeah. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I don't even know if I get that one. Um, 
at this aisle, I probably wouldn't. Ah, it's so hard because so many like teams are like bad against wide receiver and all of this. Ah, it's almost like I want to go against. I hate. I hate to do this to you, Tay. But <laughs> wait, is Michael? Wait, wait. Am I high as Michael Gallup? Is Michael Gallup playing? He is playing. That's right. So I'll go with Michael Gallup against the Titans. That's good. Trot, trot, trot. It's been a um, it's been a while since uh, since Gallup's been good, I guess, or yeah. been fantasy relevant. So just want to bring him back. I think you have one more good performance of him for Championship Week. I think against the Titans, gotta give might give a good head start for you on the uh, before the weekend's games. His Thursday night performance might be massive. So yeah, I'll go Michael Gallup. I think it's interesting about Gallup too is that so I started him two weeks ago. He threw up a very handsome one point. Thanks for that. And then just one catch for two yards. Beautiful. That's what I was hoping for. And then he goes out last week and throws up a 13 and really looks like his usual self again. So um, I think the only thing that stopped me from him putting him on my list was the 1.2 is still um, still kind of leaving my undies dirty and I was pretty mad about it. Um, but yeah, I, I really can't fault the thought process here. It's only emotionally that I didn't have him on the list. Mm, yeah. You'd rather be the, the home team on a short week, but the secondary is so bad. I don't think it will matter. Yeah. Hey, do you have anything to say about it? This game could be an absolute blowout. Like this game could be yeah. so, so bad for the Titans. Like they, they legitimately, like some teams have nothing to play for. Whereas this situation is legitimately better for the Titans if they lose. Like, it is actually better for them if they lose because they can't change their position. Like, the last game of the season is going to dictate whether they make the playoffs or not. But if they lose this game and then lose the game after, they have a better draft pick. So, like, there's literally nothing. They are better off losing this game because if they lose, then beat the Jags they're in. And if they lose, then lose to the Jags, then they have a better draft pick. So what what possible reason is there to win this game? All the more reason to not even dabble with the Derrick Henry thing. Just give him the rake off. Who cares? Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, who cares? Every fantasy owner who's ridden that motherfucker to their final. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, he's he's in my team in my semi final. The 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 the, the ever ever mentioned week eighteen league. Yes, the week eighteen league. So you need him to have the rest. Um, but you need to survive this week. Clearly. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. This is the funky time here. This is why I can't ever endorse the eight week 18 final because even week 17 is hard. A lot of the guys you've ridden, as soon as they get either a nick or a scrape and a team is out of the picture, they bench them. Or if there's a lot to play for and they know they can live to fight another day, they'll sit in for a week. It's just, it's such a tough time of year. Absolutely. Can't believe we're at the end of this. All right. The big recap. We had Manjot kicking off first. Your team. It's going big cock Brock straight out of the gate. And then comes back and picks up Bam Knight, Trey McBride, and he diverts from the rookie team to just go and pick up Michael Gallup. Let's ride. Uh, Taylor, (laughs) let's hide. Taylor goes over and picks up Jared Goff with his first pick, which I I like that. He was on my list too. Jahan Dotson scored 19.6 last week. See how he rolls. 
Cole Komet, which I felt like was an affront to me personally, and then Cam Akers on the way back, which is a terrific pick, really terrific pick. Uh, and then I came over and took Mac Holland, which was probably a surprising first pick. <laughs> Tyler Algier on the back of Dr. Goodcall last week. You guys let me have Aaron Rodgers, which I think was really, really generous, but I think it probably makes sense at this point. And then Greg Dulcich wraps up my team. Guys, we can't stop Taylor winning this segment because Taylor wins everything. So, mm-hmm. from Manjot and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak on your behalf here, Manjot. Yeah. Congratulations, Tay, on winning this segment this year. You rinsed me in the same segment last year. And then you also won the same drafting segment in the playoff show, which we are going to do again no matter where we do it. Um, does this ever get boring? No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't, AC. It's, uh, I enjoy it so much. Uh, we'll see if I enjoy it as much when I eventually start to lose some. Uh, but I, it's more about the, the putting together of the analysis and, you know, having to look through. And that is the funnest part. And then obviously getting to pick and then watch them on the weekend obviously is great too. But I really enjoy the process of coming up for picks as well. And, yeah. um, you know, if I can win, then that's great. But just generally, it's just a lot of fun and, and I love doing it. Like we will, all wouldn't be on a podcast at one thirty in the morning if we didn't uh, really, really enjoy it. So, yeah, no, mate, right. it never gets old. I absolutely love it. The Manjot, I know you and I are both tasting the bitter, bitter tears of defeat in this one. Uh, but, mate, you've, you've got to actually feel pretty good because you have really in the second half of the season pulled it together a bit and you must be feeling pretty good about what you can do in the uh, in the playoff version of this, right? Yeah. I mean, look, I'm not really as much of a fantasy analyst as you guys, but I did my best this year. So I'll, I'll give myself give myself credit, even though... Even though I came in last, I still hung in there with you guys throughout the season. So, yeah, I mean, I've had some close losses. Like, the the blowout margin is not really – I don't think that showed how good my year was. I think I had a pretty decent year. There's some weeks where we're all within, like, 10 points, 5 points even. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sometimes I lost to Taylor by one. Like, I think 0.04 was, like, the closest. Yeah, that was insane. Yeah, it was one That's passing, a passing yard. yard. Yeah. Yeah, I got absolutely, yeah, torched that week. But, look, it's it's all good, man. Like, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed starts of the week, even though I lost. Uh, I won the drafts. I lost the league. I know this feeling. Uh, I... I lost a draft and almost won the league in content team. So basically, I'm going to start losing drafts from now on. Deliberately, I'm going to start tanking drafts. So there you go, guys. That's my strategy to winning now is I know that I'm winning too many drafts now that I'm losing all the leagues. I'm being interesting. Uh strategy to take into the playoffs version of this, but it will also be an expanded version too. We're going to have at least Marky Mark join us. We may even have Ian with us as well, which will make that whole thing really wild, especially come the later points of the fantasy season. We'll have to work out how that runs. But, we, you know, the great thing about it is some of these segments are tried and tested and others, they they need to be bent and broken to see how we can make them fun as well. So, uh, and, and we love oh, it. Can't wait till next season when we're doing mock drafts and Emmanuel's just like, what? This is pointless. I don't give a shit. He's like, no, no, no. I'm just going to let the clock go and get auto-drafted. Oh, Greg Zerline. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> my boy, Zerline. Greg, Greg the leg. leg. 
Um, I am going to get up a season total as well for all our accumulated points and see we yep. can see how that looks because I think that will probably show that we're relatively close. But I wouldn't be surprised if Taylor's still got a bit of a lead on us anyway because you don't get off to the start where he did where he had like six straight wins or seven straight wins to kick it all off without putting up more points than everybody. Um, and I don't know that, Taylor, you just didn't have as many catastrophic, you know, exits as I think you would have liked to have had if you had bad weeks. Uh, nothing worse than losing by a very tight margin when you know you can completely piss it up the wall and lose by a million and not have to have any grief about, well, what if I took the other guy? Um, I know that you think about those things. Uh, yeah, it doesn't keep me up and roll at all. Never. Um, guys, we're going to wrap the show here for week 17's previews. We're going to be back week 17 recaps not a lot to preview for us in fantasy in week 18 so it's going to be a slightly different looking show and it may even be a bit of a mashup with other folks we're going to definitely have um, a couple of different things going on in the show in the next couple of weeks thank you very much for all the hard work and research you both put in every single week you make this show very very enjoyable it's australia's number one fantasy show for a reason and you guys are the reason so just from me to you guys thank you so much for making this whole show so good mm, thank you man John, thank you sleep. yeah <laughs> thank you, i'm actually thank done man sleep. i'm sorry i'm actually done like <laughs> i think my brain just died i was playing yeah spending too much time with family before the fall so yeah i haven't had much sleep much alone time to do anything so yeah i'm pretty sleepy now so yeah let's yeah Let's, let's let Taylor have a good. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's let Taylor have any final words. Maddie, you do social medias on your own and whatever. Yeah, just yeah. I need to go to sleep. He's, he's gone. Tay, t- you got any final thoughts? <laughs> uh, I've always said, Maddie, like not just sort of the just the podcast, but even like the Astro League, like. You know, your league's only as good as the like the time and effort the commissioner puts in, and get to, to get all the other uh, the banter going and everything. And you do an absolutely phenomenal job. You always have, but the, the, the work you do in the podcast is is second to none. And you know, like you know, we we do all the crap talk on here, and you're you're the one doing all the editing and everything. So like, I'm really really appreciated appreciative of that. Always have been. Um, you. you do an absolutely wonderful job, and and man, John, it's it's been absolutely uh, fantastic having you on here as a, as another voice. And you know, you've got knowledge that, that me and Maddie just would never dream of, and and it's been fantastic. And you know, it's been a long ride for us. I think we were doing our podcasts four or five months uh, before the season started, and and it's honestly still just as fun now as it was back then. And and I just want to say thank you to you as well. It's it's been such a fun ride and you know, I'm hoping I can I can end it with some championships. But even if I was yeah. coming last in my leagues, I'd still be enjoying it and just just getting to talk to you guys each week is a blessing. So thanks thanks heaps for that and thanks to both of you for for holding me together with the social media stuff. I'm an absolute goober with that. So you 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 two definitely like hold the podcast together with the social media stuff. So I'm really appreciative. Oh, I keep saying appreciated, appreciative of that. Okay, um, one TikTok a day from now on, Taylor. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Get <laughs> back on that. that. 
get to get back on that. The people need it, Tay. They they are desperate Absolutely. for it. I know. I can, I leave them wanting. I, I do that very yeah. well. They, <laughs> as soon as I see a little content with you on it, they they flock to it. They bring their family. It's it's a whole big deal. For sure. No, yeah. there's a there's a TikTok guarantee this week, mate. Oh, I'm in for it this week. Yeah, oh, this bad, week right? You got some you got some skin in some games too. I'm looking forward to see how you wind up with your finals, especially because you two between you have got seven finals on this week and potentially an eighth next week for Tay. So big congratulations on your seasons. Thank you for helping people on these shores and other shores with their fantasy decisions as well. Um, I'm sure we're going to end up being responsible for a bunch of success. Too easy, too good. All right, fellas. That's going to be a wrap. I'm going to let you all go to bed. I'm actually uh, dead. <laughs> yeah, Manjot's got to go. You find us on Linktree. Just bash in Linktree, Aussie NFL, and it will take you to our page. It's where you can find Manjot. He's the pastry press NFL. You can find G'day Gridiron, where he works with Ian. You can find No Huddle Podcast, which is Marky Mark. He's the finest dynasty mind on the island. You can find everything to do with the Aussie NFL fantasy show, including our brand new merch store, all revamped. You can find cool retro designs, just like the one behind me. For the radio audience, you're going to have to go and find out. All the new designs are going to be on sale until the weekend. So go and buy yourself what you really wanted for Christmas right now. <laughs> Gentlemen, adios. <laughs> Thank you. Adios, haru. Have a good one, fellas. Now, each of us have been pulled up on things, but I'm going to call out Taylor because he's not fucking here to defend himself. That's <laughs> yeah. how we play. <laughs> Me being excited because I just, like, sneeze very badly. So, oh, boy. After his complete dick move on Instagram the other day, he's going to go off. He's going to go bananas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go my boy, Jack Wilson Jr. I'm I sorry, man. Order? I'd like to change the order, please. And we're going to have to just <laughs> see whether you got the time in before the ball was snapped. <laughs> <laughs> the challenge fight was um, <laughs> yeah, I will circle joke about that later. <laughs> and I'm going to go way, 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 way down the shaft. Deep shafting, as they call it. So, oh, I don't know Deep why that thrills me so much. Okay, this sounds like something a six-year-old would say. All right. Yeah, I want to play the sad trumpet. Wow, wow, wow. That's sad.